Welcome to You Are Not A Goat. If you want to follow your passion and do what you love, this is the podcast for you. Without further ado, here's your host, Slimy Zions. Hello and welcome to another episode of You Are Not A Goat. My name is Shlemy Zions and I am your host. This week we have a really cool episode. There will be no guest, by the way, so if you don't want to hear me and just me alone, this is not the episode for you. Come back next week. But if you want to hear my side of the story about what happened in Saudi Arabia and my take on the whole Saudi gate scandal, stay right here. It's coming up. So, as many of you already know, I'm a bit of a world traveler. I've been to 32 countries so far, thank God. And I would like to continue traveling. I'm planning many more trips with God's help. And I've been traveling for for a couple of years now. I also write a lot about my travels. And in December of 2018, I visited Saudi Arabia. It was probably my biggest and most public trip to date, meaning I wrote the most about it. As of now, I've already written four separate pieces in Ami Magazine about this trip, and people really enjoyed it. I loved my stay over there. Saudi Arabia is a great country. I look forward to going back there in the future. But something that happened last week scared me for a little bit, and now things have calmed down, but it was quite crazy for a few days, and I want to get into that controversy surrounding what happened last week. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the details surrounding this controversy. If you want to learn more about that, you can Google it. Um, You can Google Israeli journalist Saudi Arabia in Arabic. You will find probably 50 articles online, many YouTube videos, and all sorts of stuff about that. I also recorded my own YouTube video, which is about eight minutes long. You can go to YouTube.com, search for Shlomi Zions, or you can search for the truth about my visit to Saudi Arabia, exposing six media lies. And I went really deep into that, into the whole story and what happened and all the details and why everything happened. But on the podcast, I want to talk about a different approach that I had to this whole controversy and what the lesson that I've learned from all of this is. So before I tell you about the lesson we're going to learn, let's just get into the story really quickly, go through the various things that happened. There's a large newspaper in Israel, actually the largest daily newspaper in Israel. It's called Israel Hayom. And they contacted me a few months ago. They wanted to know if they could reprint the Ami magazine story about my trip to Saudi Arabia in their in their newspaper. Um, we discussed it with the higher-ups in the Ami office, and they were fine with it. So we gave them permission to reprint it. It's getting reprinted in Hebrew. Um, right before the story went to print in Hebrew, they sent me a proof of the document just to look over it. I looked over it. It looked pretty good. I did mention to the editors over there that I was worried because I felt that they hadn't put enough emphasis on the fact that I'm not an Israeli citizen. I'm an American citizen. I, I visited Israel many times. I've studied in, yesh- in yeshiva and school in Israel for a couple of years. But I'm not actually an Israeli citizen. I don't think I'll ever be an Israeli citizen. And I just didn't want anyone to get this idea that I'm an Israeli citizen because that would sort of be breaking the law in Saudi Arabia if I visited as an Israeli the editors said, don't worry, we mentioned it once or twice and everything's going to be fine. So the story went to print on a Friday morning. As you know, I'm an Orthodox Jew. 
I keep Sabbath, Shabbos, so we're not using any electricity, no phones, no TV, no cooking things, no turning on the lights. 25-hour detox from social media and all of the news and craziness that we're constantly bombarded with. I love Shabbos. Always a good time to rest and connect with family and, you know, connect with yourself, do some soul searching. Anyway, after Shabbos, I open up my phone, check my messages, and it's blowing up. People all over are telling me, like, dude, you're in trouble. The Saudis want to kill you. People are saying you're a spy, you're a murderer, a terrorist, and, like, like what's going on? I don't even know why this is happening. So I l- calmed down a little bit, looked into it, and basically what had happened was somebody took the Hebrew language article from Yisrael Hayom and translated it into Arabic, and we have something called broken telephone. Basically, the, the concept is that if you give someone a message and this person passes on the mes- passes on the message to somebody else who passes it on to somebody else eventually the message gets diluted and diminished and the original message can sort of get lost the further it goes the more the story changes so this is what i see it as a case of broken telephone basically the guy who first of all the translation from english to hebrew already changed it a little bit nothing not too nothing too vital but obviously you can have an exact translation because languages are different and People will understand things differently if they're reading it in a different language than it was originally written. So, this guy in Gaza City named Saeed Basharat, um, I think he's a professor or something, he translated the article from Hebrew to Arabic. Probably didn't uh, put much time into it. Maybe he used Google or something. But the translation that he came out with was very different from what the article said. And the main point was that... He was under the impression that I was an Israeli citizen. He also made up some stories that I had visited Mecca and I was gathering intelligence for Israel or some stupid, idiotic stuff like that. Like, obviously, you, you guys know me. I'm not a spy. I'm not a terrorist. And I'm not an Israeli. I'm just a tourist. There's actually a difference between tourism and terrorism. I know to some people who don't speak English so well, that might sound the same, but they're very different. So, once... This guy, Saeed Basharat, the guy from Gaza City, put the story on his Facebook. It went viral. BBC picked it up. Al Jazeera, Sputnik, so many Arab and Middle Eastern news agencies picked it up. And they're all running with it, saying that I'm an Israeli. And the whole headline everywhere was like, Israeli journalist visits Saudi Arabia. Israeli journalist this, Israeli journalist that. The only problem is I'm actually not an Israeli. So all this has been explained in my YouTube video, and I tried to correct it. Online, anybody who tweeted that I was an Israeli, I tried to respond to them that I wasn't an Israeli. Um, I got a ton of hate, threats, all sorts of stuff. And then I put my video up on the internet, and the video actually received a lot of love. It got like, I don't know, as of now, maybe 60 likes on on uh, YouTube, only one dislike. And a lot of people, I can see the stats, and it's getting a ton of views in the Middle East, especially in Saudi Arabia. And I have a ton of comments from people in Saudi Arabia saying like, Hey, come back anytime. We love you, even if you are an Israeli, which I really appreciate. And also, many of the people in Saudi Arabia are telling me that those who commented and who were making threats against me were not actually Saudi Arabians. They were Arabs or Muslims from other countries, which I have not confirmed, but that's an interesting theory. I will look further into it. But here is my takeaway. You know, this whole podcast is titled You Are Not a Goat. And if you don't know what that means, you can listen to the intro the, the podcast trailer, which I describe what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast and what the meaning is behind the name. But the idea is you are not a goat. You're not a follower. You're a leader. You should be a leader, at least. 
And, you know, goats do not have a program of their own. They don't have any individuality. They're just followers. So if they see someone doing something, they'll just walk along, even if it's to their detriment. What I'm trying to bring out is that this entire controversy came all because of one word. The word Israeli. People said that I was an Israeli and Arabs freaked out. Now, I'm a very peace-loving person. I travel to Muslim countries very often. It's actually my favorite form of travel, going to Middle Eastern Muslim countries, because being, you know, having grown up in the United States and Canada, and there are certain stigmas that, that people have about Arabs and Muslims, and this comes from certain things that are often associated with Arabs and Muslims, uh, namely radicalization, terrorism. We, you know, we all lived through 9-11, so a lot of people have this idea that all Arabs are terrorists or Muslims are terrorists, which is not true. I know so many good Arabs and Muslims who are really peaceful people, but unfortunately, the loud, radicalized, extremist people always make the biggest impression and they get the most coverage in the news and whatever, and it's unfortunate. I, you know, I think that one of the communities that suffered most from 9-11 was the Muslim community because they're viewed with so much suspicion. So that's one of the reasons I travel. I want to meet people. And I like to believe that the world's a good place. And I, I do believe the world's a good place. And I'm constantly meeting nice people from all over. And it helps me see the world in a more positive light. But having said all that, there is definitely a lot of tension between Jews and Muslims. And that might stem from the fact that there's a lot of hatred towards, towards the uh, state of Israel in the Arab and Muslim world. So people were upset that I was, quote, Israeli. To those people, I would say, even if I was an Israeli, which I'm not, but even if I was an Israeli, maybe you guys can look past it and see me as a human, I'm, even if I was an Israeli. And again, I'm not an Israeli, but I know so many wonderful Israelis. Most Israelis are wonderful people, and they want peace. They don't want to be at war. They don't want any fights. Right? They just want to live happy lives with their families. And that's what I wish the Arab and Muslim world would see. And that's actually why I travel. Because I want to see who the Arabs and the Muslims really are. And I've seen a lot of wonderful people. And I wish they would also open up them, you know, their minds and their hearts to being able to see Jewish and Israeli people as good people. But that's not the main point I want to make. The main point I want to make is that this entire news cycle that came out about me, all the negativity and the fake stories and the lies, they were all based on one fact, that I'm an Israeli. I am not an Israeli. So, you know, the news has passed, the week has gone by, everything's fine, I'm not getting threats anymore, now I'm basically getting a lot of love and support from the Saudi people saying that I can come back. It's fine, life has gone back to normal, I had my 15 minutes of fame, everything's good. But, from here I can see the power of one word. Because people said one word about me, the word Israeli, which was mistaken. It turned my life over for about 10 days. People all over the Middle East were so upset that a quote, Israeli got into their country. And I really tried to internalize this message that every word we say is so powerful. And we have to think about all the words we say. One wrong word can ignite a storm, whether it be in a relationship, in a family, in a business partnership, in a community, or even in the news. If you say one wrong word, you can literally destroy somebody's life. 
And the Torah teaches us always to be careful with our words. You know, once you once a word comes out of your mouth, it's like shooting a bullet. You can't take it back. It just keeps flying, and it can cause a lot of damage. So, with that, I want to wish you all a wonderful week. And to all of those who are celebrating any holidays, Pesach, Passover, Chag Kasher V'Sameach, enjoy yourselves, and always remember that your words are powerful. Think before you talk, and this way you can avoid catastrophes. And also, on the flip side, if you use the right words, you can really, really build someone up. You can create amazing things. Let's think about what we say and remember how powerful each word can be. Lastly, before we go, I just wanted to mention to all of you that our podcast, You Are Not a Goat, is available on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play Music, on Stitcher, on CastBox. It's on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's going to be some video episodes coming very soon. It's everywhere that audio exists, basically. You can find it. You are not a goat. Please, additionally, if you like the show, tell your friends about it. You want to? You might want to tweet the show, share it on Facebook. This helps us grow the community. If you can leave a review, especially on iTunes, that helps me so much. I love reading the reviews and always send me a message on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. My username is at Husidel, that's C-H-U-S-I-D-E-L. I really appreciate it and I get back to every single message. Sometimes it takes me a while, but I will get back to every single one of you. You are not a goat. The podcast for you. Often enough, I'm getting a lot of messages from people begging me to post an episode and I've been traveling the last few weeks. It's difficult to keep up with it, but I'm going to try my best. And I really hope to have another episode for you guys next week and the week after and the week after and the week after. There's a really good lineup of guests coming up, so stay tuned. You are listening to You Are Not A Goat.